0: Hello, welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. We just wanted to say a thank you to those of you who have been sending in your book reviews and your artwork. And for those who would like to send their work in, please check the Read a Book, Write a Review guidelines on our website forallourkids.com. Last week, the Betal told King Vikram that he was going to tell him a story. And today, we start with the first story speaking the truth. King Vikram stepped over the clawing roots of trees as he made his way out of the graveyard with a heavy corpse on his back. The Betal mocked him. Listen, O King Vikrama. Why did you agree to this task? Do you even know if the hermit is really a hermit or at least a good man? Did he tell you what you wanted to hear? Is that why you have come to carry me off? Let me tell you the story of the man who got used to sweet words. The village of Chandrapur was surrounded by dense forests. The forests were lush, and a river, the Chandramati, flowed through it. With so much fresh food available, the forests were home to many animals and birds. Several canals connected Chandrapur to the river Chandramati. Both the river and the forest provided a lot of jobs for the villagers. They harvested the fruits, cut lumber, and gathered animal skins, and they ferried these to bigger towns along the river. As a result, the villagers were quite wealthy. Every year, after the monsoons, the village hosted a mela, or fair, for a whole week. Merchants came from far and wide to Chandrapur to attend the fair. They knew that the wealthy villagers would buy a lot of their goods. The Mela was a colourful affair. You could buy almost anything you wanted for your house and your business. There were stalls selling silks and jewellery, fancy knick-knacks for the house, furniture and even food. If you had a mind to, you could buy cattle, goats, horses, and birds. Some others sold machines and metalworks. The Mela was no different this year. Coracles, or those round boats that carry people, they floated on the river like giant lotus leaves, bringing crowds from nearby towns and villages. Two brothers, Anand and Kumar, set up stalls for the first time this year. Unlike the other merchants, they did not sell any merchandise. Anand set his stall near the stall selling animals, and he put up a colorful sign. Let Master Anand's special powers work their magic on your animals. Bring them to him! and he will bless them for a long life. The sign had pictures of children holding animals, small and large. Kumar set himself up next to the jewellery section in the Mela. He had an equally large poster, Bring your diamond jewellery to Master Kumar to find out if it is a lucky gem or not. There were pictures of people wearing beautiful jewelry on this poster. The day the Mela opened, crowds flocked to the stalls. Parents and children made their way to stalls selling clothes and jewelry and toys. Young people bought gifts for someone they loved. Working men and women made their way to the stalls selling vegetables, fruits, animals, machines, or metalworks. Everyone was stocking up. Soon, there was a steady line outside both Anand and Kumar's stalls. People put one silver coin in a box and led their animals to Anand. While most were adults, there were a few children holding their new pets. Anand said some prayers, blessed them, and gave each animal something to eat he also blessed the owners and wished them well in their businesses. The customers outside Kumar's stall were a little different. They carried their special items carefully. Some of them even had guards standing beside them. Here, the people put two silver coins in the box and waited while Kumar inspected their jewels. Fortunately. He never did find any diamond with bad luck, and all his customers went home happy with their purchases. In this village lived a merchant named Vijay. Vijay was one of the richest people in the village. He owned many boats that carried the goods on the river to all the other stops. He had one of the biggest houses. He loved to buy horses, fine clothes, and jewelry for his wife and kids. Vijay was quite powerful because he involved himself in all the affairs of the village. He was an important man there. Vijay brought his family to the Mela too and they bought a lot of things at the fair. Mala, his seven-year-old daughter, wanted a goat kid for a pet. When they bought the animal and stepped out, Her eyes fell on the sign in front of Anand's stall. Vijay didn't really want to go there. But because his daughter was so excited, he took them all to get Anand's blessings. Vijay's wife had bought herself a beautiful nut, a nose ring with seven diamonds set in a circle. She was very pleased with the jewelry and stepped out of the shop all smiles. As she looked about happily, there loomed Kumar's sign. She felt that it was talking to her. Oh, that is a sign? What if my diamonds are unlucky? Her smile turned to a frown, and she wanted to get her diamonds checked out for bad luck. But we can't return the jewels anyway, Vijay started to protest. Then. He noticed Rani's worried face and changed his mind. I'm sure these are excellent gems and also lucky. But let's go check your diamonds if that's what you want to do. Again, they lined up and waited patiently, this time outside Kumar's stall. When it was their turn, an attendant made sure that they were seated comfortably. Would you like some tea or coffee? Another attendant took their order. Kumar looked at her diamonds with a tiny microscope. He twisted it this way and that, and gave a long speech about the diamonds, the cut, and how perfect everything was. Rani's face beamed with happiness that they had bought such a lucky and beautiful piece of jewelry. Rani didn't want to walk around the mela with a jewelry bag, so they decided to go home and come again another day to explore the other stalls. A few days later, Vijay came back to the mela. He stopped at a stall selling horses. There were many people interested in the horses there. The horse trader knew that Vijay was rich, but not a very good rider. Someone had pointed him out earlier. The horse trader hoped to sell at least one animal to him. Now in that stall, everyone was talking about a beautiful stallion that the merchant had brought with him. The stallion was not yet broken. That means it was not yet trained to carry a rider. Vijaya was also curious. He approached the trader's assistant. I hear you have a stallion here. Will you be bringing that animal out soon? The trader's assistant remarked loudly. Oh, everyone thinks that they can ride the stallion. But actually, he hasn't been broken in yet. Only someone who is a particularly good rider can tame this animal. You should get something gentler. Vijay's face turned red. He did an about turn and walked out of there immediately. The trader was furious with his assistant. But, but I only spoke the truth, the assistant protested. I wanted him to buy a gentler animal so he wouldn't get hurt. Now, Betal spoke to King Vikram directly. Oh, King Vikrama, both Anand and Kumar made money by promising something that no one could see or prove. Yet, Vijay took his family to both their stalls and spent time and money there. The horse trader's assistant spoke the truth. When he said that Vijay should not buy the stallion because the stallion was too strong for Vijay. Why then did Vijay get angry and walk away? If you know the answer to my question, you must say it now. If not, your head will shatter to pieces. If you don't know the answer, I'll go with you. Vikram replied. Both Anand and Kumar made other people feel good. They did not have any things to sell, but they made people feel good about the things they bought at the Mela. Vijay knew very well that there was more to keeping the animals healthy and safe than just Anand's blessings. But his daughter wanted it for her animal. Vijay agreed to take them there to make her happy. Which I also knew that the idea of luck was all in the mind. He agreed to Rani's wish to have Kumar inspect the diamonds to keep her happy. Kumar didn't disappoint. He knew that it was in his best interest to say that the gems were lucky. Otherwise, the jewelry merchants would have thrown him out of the fair. Now the horse trader. He was not selling something to make others feel good. Vijay knew that he was not a very good rider. He may not have chosen the stallion at all. He only wanted to look at it because everyone was talking about it. But when the trader's assistant pointed out that he was not a good enough rider for the stallion, he embarrassed Vijay in front of all the other people there. Now, Vijay was an important man in the village. The assistant could have let Vijay see the stallion and later guided him to a gentler animal. It may seem like the trader's assistant was speaking the truth, but nobody asked him to comment on how Vijay rode. In reality, he was rude to a customer and he lost the business. If you want someone to do something for you, you must know how to talk to them. Even if we know something about the other person, we mustn't blurt it out when it is none of our business. As soon as he answered, King Vikram felt a load lifted off his shoulder. He turned around to see the Betal flying at a distance back to its home. This is the end of today's story, my friends. What do you think? Do you agree with Vikrama that it is important not to embarrass someone, even if what you have to say is the truth? Has anyone ever blurted things about you and embarrassed you in front of others? Have you ever done it to others? If you have, that's okay. This is something children have to learn as they grow older. But it is an important skill to learn. So my friends, next time, stop and think before you speak. Embarrassing someone is not funny or without consequence. We hope you enjoyed today's story. And come back next week to hear the second story that the Betal tells Vikram. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids.